Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are... Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm. Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Imagine, if you will, Scott, Brian, and myself walking through a video store, and we're looking at titles, and Scott and I look at Tourist Trap, and we say, hey, remember when we did Tourist Trap? That was a good time. And Brian says... I wasn't here when we did Taurus Trap. And we said, you know what? We're going to rent this again so we can watch it together. That's kind of what these re-rental episodes are going to be. So we re-rented Taurus Trap. And you know Scott and I's opinions of it. We've already recorded our opinions with a different Brian of the Burger Persuasion. <laughs> but Brian is going to take the reins. He's going to tell us how he feels about Taurus Trap. I have six things that I want to make sure we cover during this conversation, but this is all Brian's show to let us know what he thought of some of the classic, classic episodes of Horror Movie Night. So, Brian, Taurus Trap, thoughts? I, uh, you didn't have to re-rent this. I would <laughs> I, I would have been okay if we didn't, if, if you guys did this one without me. I don't understand you at all. I, I truly don't. You you make us watch Nightmare at Noon, and then you're like, oh, the Taurus Trap isn't fun. No, I didn't. I, listen, there's a lot going on when tourists trap. There's yeah. a lot. It, like, yeah. there's magic. There's incest. There's Zeke the plumber. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Where's the, in, where's yeah, the where's incest? Where's the incest? I mean, maybe I misheard, but when he was telling his story, I thought he said that uh, his wife was banging her brother. So then he killed That's not incest. No. That's him cheating. Yeah, he said. How is how is his wife banging her brother? Not incest. No, the wife was banging his brother, who Uh, doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh, so he never existed. No. Yeah, Slauson is one person. He's just fucking crazy. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. And he's got magic. 
He's got magic it's, to do. See, I, it's I, not I, magic. It's telekinesis. He's a mutant. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like uh, like Psycho, where he like took on his brother's identity because of the guilt of killing him, but he never existed. Okay. Oh, that yeah. makes the movie a better movie now. <laughs> uh, I one of the things I want to talk about or talk to you about is I legitimately think that Taurus Trap has like one of the best openings. I love the whole opening sequence and I really like the music in Taurus Trap to the point that I bought the Taurus Trap soundtrack when they were selling it at the full moon booth one year at San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, it's mostly sighs. Most of the soundtrack is just sighing, but I, I think it's one of the more unique opening sequences and definitely one of the most unique soundtracks I've heard for a movie. So Brian, what's what's your perspective on that at least? On the soundtrack. <laughs> you want my on opinion the on the soundtrack and the open <laughs> the soundtrack and the opening sequence. Uh yeah, it was fine. Like so I think I think that uh, I think that if we would have done this in like June, um, it would have been very different. It would have been like a nice like uh, a nice break from from the shit that I pick, but I but you know we took a long break, and I didn't I didn't fill that with Full Moon or Troma or Shredder or anything like that. Like I I just watched quality content. Um, <laughs> That's what we do on our breaks, dude. That's not news. And then so yeah, I don't know, man. It, like I don't I don't get it. You like barely stay awake yeah. talking about this movie. <laughs> Because I like I like I like to sit back quietly and then you know throw my comments in every while and now you guys are making yeah me this is really really intense for Brian and yeah. I don't know why you're doing this to him except for the fact that you must hate your brother yes yeah that's pretty much it um, <laughs> so the one of the other things that I wrote down that I actually really really still love about Taurus Trap because. The origins for Taurus Trap was that when we did it for Horror Movie Night, it was the second time we were talking about Taurus Trap. We did it for Reddit Horror Club. Is this really the third time you and I have talked about it? I think so. Because Holy like, shit. Because we went into it like, ah, it's probably not going to be that good. You know what I mean? And then we watched it, and I think both of us were like, holy shit. Like, how is not more people talking about Taurus Trap? And then when Berger was like, I'd really like to talk about Taurus Trap, we were like, Fuck yeah, we'll talk about Taurus Trap again. And then <laughs> with this, when we were thinking of like episodes that we wished that Brian was on with us back before he was part of the show, we were like, fucking Taurus Trap. It's got to be Taurus Trap. We got <laughs> we gotta end summer with a Taurus Trap. Um, side note, guys, almost every one of the movies was meticulously picked to fit the month that we were going to be recording that episode. And this wasn't even my choice. Matt did that for me because he cares about me. I do. I do. Yeah, that was very Um, sweet of you. But uh, (laughs) So you made a comment about it with Zeke the Plumber, but I actually do like the mask that he wears throughout this movie. The the whole movie feels like it's trying to be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah, and so that was like... You kind of knew where it was going. Like, you, obviously, it got more extreme. So there's no way that anyone's like, I figure that out from begin to end. But I think, you know, and and I don't think Full Moon tries to do any type of um, surprise too crazily. <laughs> um, but it was like one of those things where it had such a, such a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe. You knew that that guy 
was behind it in some way, just like the barbecue owner in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, like you just knew that when he came to the rescue, you were going to find out that he wasn't a very good person. Um, it's it's kind of weird, though, because it's almost like they took all of the characters from Texas Chainsaw Massacre and just wrote them as one person now. Because, <laughs> like, he has scenes that are very leather facey type scenes when he's like, like, my favorite moment in the whole movie is him dressed up having a dinner conversation with himself. Like, that so, scene, yeah, so like, that scene is incredible to me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's. I like it I, more he's than just the so underwhelmed, movie. and I'm so disappointed in him. Listen, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know what you want from me, guys. It was a fun movie. <laughs> it was, I, I, what are your thoughts on the telepathy? Because I feel like, like that's always the thing I don't like in it. Yeah, like don't I'm like, like what? I feel, yeah, like I just I feel like I could have enjoyed this movie if he was just straight killing people. I don't think he needed the magic telepathy powers for me to enjoy it. I yeah, mean, well, you're wrong. And and you should feel bad about being wrong because that is what makes this movie memorable, in my oh, opinion. Does, does the telepathy make your heart explode with fright? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Uh, you know, I I just think that this movie is so wild. Like this is this is the way that I see this film. I um, yeah, I imagine someone going to Chucky Band and being like, "All right, Charles, Mister Band." I uh I have a I have a a, a a script for you. What if what if the killer was obsessed with mannequins and telekinetic? And then Jackie Fair was like, You got it. Yeah. Like, here's all the money you need. Like this movie, it's just the reason I think I love Tourist Traps so much, there are two big reasons. One, it's the fact that it's just so weird and bombastic in the fact that it exists. And it reminds me of a time when people were making weird movies that, yeah. because they believed in them. And like now, everything, everything, it seems like so much stuff that gets made isn't creative. It's either adapting a book or a short story, rather. Um, like, because most of the shit that I'm interested in is book, you know, or they were short stories. You know, like Annihilation was a short story. I mean, it's a book, but it's a fucking novella. It's very small. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to see Antlers. That's based on a short story. Um, you know, I, I do love the A24 stuff, like A24, um, because that's usually pretty clever and, and it's it's not it's it's original, mm -hmm. you know. But at the same time, you can't have one studio being the only per the only group of people making creative movies, like creative horror and or genre films, I suppose, like. That's what I think is so cool about Tourist Trap is that it's like, okay, we want to make a slasher, but we want to make a slasher that's so weird that, that he's got telepathy and mannequins that he controls because he's fucking insane. And that's just like, people are hedging their bets on, like, studios are like, well, we got to make money, got to make money, you know, it's just like, what, why are you, how many more, um, you know, uh, what was that haunted jewelry box or whatever teen movie that they made or you, oh, know, like, you wish you or wish wish yeah, upon like, wish upon wish upon thank you like i didn't watch that obviously but you know it's just like that shit is so stupid and how many how many more of the movies in the conjuring yeah, series franchise are, do we need those are terrible we don't do need we, any more of those i will yeah, do we need more do, do but we you know i'm thinking like 
you know, I, I, I like the idea of... I mean, I think you have to give some credit, even though their movies aren't very good most of the time. Like, like Blumhouse has put out some pretty shitty movies, but I, I will say they're a little bit creative. They're a little bit yeah. But we don't need more Halloween movies. We literally don't need another Halloween... Two more Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, I, we I do. That, I, I, I get do. what you're saying, though, because, because like, there, there seems to be this line where a horror movie... For a horror movie to be good, it has to be, like, hyper-realistic and hyper-gritty. And if it tries to do something weird, then by nature, it has to be, like, over-the-top and bad. No one is just making a weird movie very sincerely anymore. And, like, yeah. that's well, what... And did, did, um, did, did Blumhouse do Happy Death Day? Yes. So Happy Death Day did so well. And I, I loved Happy Death Day. It was a great movie. But Happy Death Day to You, the the sequel, I think is more fun because it's so out there and weird with the plot, with the premise. And, I mean, I don't think it's a better movie, but I feel like that's the kind of movie that I want to see. I want to see something that takes some chances. And I want to see and Ready or Not. I was going to say, and that's why you also love, like, Mom and Dad. You know what I mean? Like they're Oh, my God, Mom and Dad was so good. But that's what I mean. Like, it's these movies that... I think that that's the thing. People get this weird idea with horror movie night that is like, oh, horror movie night. They like bad movies. And I I mean, I do. I'm not going to say I don't. I have a basement. I'm going to die by shelves of bad DVDs falling <laughs> on me one day. But like what we like is someone very sincerely taking a chance on an idea that almost no one would back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's and what I Tourist Trap is. That's what Tourist Trap is. And I think that that, as I'm saying that out loud, I think that's why I didn't like Velocipaster on the level that other people did because it oh, wasn't really shit. sincere. You know, like it, it's like now if someone in the 80s made Velocipaster and they gave it the attention to detail and love and care that whoever made Tourist Trap did, I'd probably be like, fuck yeah, Velocipaster. But like, well, like Velocipaster so in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. But Velo- like Velocipaster's in on the joke and is trying to actively be shitty. Um, but then Wolf Cop is in on the joke and takes care to make the joke good make takes care i mean like wolf cop is is a great example because it's such an absurd premise but like dude bro party massacre 3 and you know i can bring that up every day because i every episode because you know how much i love it everybody knows how much i love it they like they that's more of like a pastiche but at the end of the day i think that they really truly love like slasher movie tropes and therefore that's why they did such a good job of it yeah well and i think one of the um this isn't horror at all but like uh one of the things that if we were doing more than just one episode i i watched a shit ton of tv recently and i watched both seasons of american vandal and i thought that american vandal was so funny and so smart because yeah, it's a stupid premise. It is like the dumbest premise you could possibly do. But they have such a love for the true crime documentary that they match the energy of those documentaries perfectly. So, like, you can do all of the beats of making a murder of, like, somebody who had a bad track record being wrongfully accused of a crime and having to prove their innocence while everyone already assumes they're guilty. But instead of it being like the murder and rape of someone, it's who drew dicks on the teacher's cars in the parking lot. (laughs) But like, if you never make jokes beyond that and stick to every single trope, it becomes brilliant. 
And like when you're doing a, a docu-series where the conceit is, I would never draw a dick like that. And then they show a bunch <laughs> of dick drawings and how none of them match the dick drawings <laughs> on the teacher's car. Like, but like doing okay, it. From I got to like, watch this show. Dude, but like doing it from that like in-depth forensic files style, it is yeah. so much funnier than if it was like every single second we're in on the joke that it's about dicks on cars like like there's something about taking it as seriously as you can take it knowing that it's a dumb idea and that's what i think makes tourist trap work is that they're like they're all in so like when they're just like hey how about he has a puppet head that screams at people it's like sure why the fuck not let's kill the hottest girl with a um uh a wild west mannequin scene you know (laughs) Let's have the first big death be a pipe just flies into him for no explainable reason, and then his blood slowly drips out of him. Like, yeah, that's another movie that we can add to the list of really dark deaths by uh, by pipe. <laughs> but yeah, no. Now I, we've got two. <laughs> but yeah, like the other the other thing that I would want to bring up of like my six notes because I've covered five of them is for me. And this is going to sound weird. There's there's only been a handful of movies where, like, I felt slightly unsettled <clears throat> by the ending of the movie. And it's not like, oh, it scared me. Or it, it's all about, like, a very specific type of face that someone makes. And I've talked about before how, like, the ending of the first Sleepaway Camp, like, the image of her just standing there with this jaw-dropping look just completely naked holding like a knife but like perfectly still was like a really unsettling image to me like i i didn't like it was hard to look at and like it was burned into my brain from the first second i saw it and tourist trap is the same thing with that freeze frame at the end of the movie of her driving with all of these mannequins of her friends and she's just got this like crazy smile of glee on her face and it's it's you know it's almost again they're trying to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is the girl's manic laughing in the truck of the car at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre where, like, something mm-hmm. in her has broken. And, like, I don't know why I don't get freaked out by that ending in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but this girl just driving with a big-ass smile really fucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm asking is, Brian, did the ending scare you? <laughs> no. The ending didn't. Um, the ending pissed me off. Not 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 that it was a bad ending, but did you guys watch this on Tubi? No, we oh. watched it on Shutter. Remember? Oh, I yeah. watched it on my DVD. Uh, did it do? Because we watched another movie. Did did Tubi do some bullshit where you knew that there was something else, but it went to like three minutes of commercials, mm-hmm. and yep. then you got to see the last thirty seconds yep. of the movie? Yep, 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 yep. That is yep, what happened. That happened to me. That happened to me with the other movie we're about to discuss. Yeah. Oh, I, I. Thanks for taking the hit on that other movie because I watched that on Tubi and it did not happen to me that way. Oh, really? So it must have been like, oh, we got we got our ad revenue from from those other two yokels on horror movie night. <laughs> you get off scot free. Oh, that, see what you did there. That that or it's possible that you because I was like. I the way that it ended and we'll get into this when we record that actual episode but the way that it ended I was like I swear to god if these commercials are over and it just cuts to credits rolling I'm gonna be really pissed off because like 
it feels like that's the ending, but why else would there be commercials here unless there was more story to tell? And then there was more story to tell. About 30 seconds more story to tell, and then the credits started to roll. And I was like, fucking Tubi. Why do people love <laughs> Tubi so goddamn much? Ask our group. They, I, I don't know. know. Ugh. Ah, I'm glad this it is going is on the main the... feed. <laughs> It is literally the only one of the when people are like, "Hey, I'm watching this on Tubi." I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm not. It's like of <laughs> of the of the streaming services, it is my last resort if we need a movie. I will torrent something before we go on Tubi. Yeah, it's no, and that's I was gonna say Scott will Scott will illegally download a movie before he suffers through Tubi if he can help it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but on the next episode that we're recording, I I had to, I I I. I well, had to you'll have to wait up. for that story, but yeah, there's a reason why I, I didn't, uh, that I had to watch it on Tubi. But, you know, end of the day, I still, like, Taurus Trap is definitely a movie I'm going to revisit. It's actually, a, I love this movie specifically for, like, this time of the year. Like, yeah. end, end, of the, end of the summer, because it's, like, it's definitely a summer movie. Like, it's definitely people going and traveling, and it's a Taurus Trap stuff, but it also is, like, great for setting the mood for like ooh, fall is like right fucking there i can taste it <laughs> like we're just about to get in to like my 90 like my 60 days of spooky season where it's just like ooh, ooh. 60 days i'm jealous yeah it's just like ooh, summer's over now it's spring there's no holidays i care about in in september uh, god i just fucked up that you timeline did. entirely <laughs> what a yeah, dummy some summer's over <laughs> now it's fall and in, like i don't give a shit about any days in september so like fucking i'm diving right into the halloween movies and getting into that good vibes i'm gonna wait for the weather to get just cold enough that i can wrap up in a blanket with a nice hot cup of tea in my hands and just enjoy some spooky ass movies where it looks like fall i love how matt just watches horror movies like a woman in an aa meeting just with a blanket yeah. over her shoulder drinking tea I'm way- surprised they didn't even have some cider or something. Dude, like, Jesus. I'm a, I'm a, cider I'm a, is the basic. way to go, dude. You put it in the microwave I'm a, I'm, for 45 seconds. Oof. Say, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a chai tea or regular tea kind of guy. Oh, I mean, drink- I like tea as well, but in the fall, you gotta drink that cider, man. It's like so important. See, for me, it's, I don't know, I just love it. I love my my tea in my big-ass Freddy Krueger mug or my R2-D2 mug or my Kermit the Frog host with the most mug, and I just <laughs> curl up in the couch. Oh, man, in wintertime. Oh, wintertime. Oh, God. We're about to get into the best four months of the year. God damn it. I love it. Ew. I love it. <laughs> it means, means nothing to me. Yeah, because uh, you live in summer. the worst state in the union. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just summer always. Yeah. Do you know how boring that is? That's <laughs> awful. Brian, Brian's like, it's it's fucking January 15th, and Brian's sitting out on his porch with some shorts on, and he's like, yeah, this is real boring, Matt. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. it, it, is, it is funny when Brian comes up in the wintertime, because, like, like yes, yeah, sometimes it's, like, cold, and it and it's, it, like, I'll admit when it's cold and it sucks, but, like, he'll come up, like, in October. Like, he'll be like, hey, I'll come visit in October, and it'll be, like, 58 60 which to me is still like shorts and t-shirt weather and he's like bundled up like it's been a blizzard outside because his body just isn't used to anything below 70 like it's insanity to me yeah well brian don't feel bad dude because i've lived in this temperate climate my entire life um or maybe not such a temperate climate but i've lived in this climate my entire life and um once it goes below 75 i'm in long sleeves yeah me too (laughs) 
Yeah, see, I I mean, I like wearing jeans, so maybe not the shorts, but I, I'm a short sleeves all year round kind of guy, except for if I'm wearing a cardigan. cardigan. Oh, wearing God. a cardigan. Like an old Just cardigan. wearing a cardigan. <laughs> uh, all right, so final thoughts, Brian. Uh, let's say, let's say it... We rented this once. We re-rented it with you. Would you ever rent it again? Is what your uh, final statements would be. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I was excited to watch it because I put it on. I, I I watched it before when I was paying for Full Moon, which I don't anymore. But I I stopped paying attention to it. It just doesn't. It's not. It wasn't painful to watch. It just isn't my cup of tea. God, you are just falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the. I literally had to uh, to stand up for like 15 minutes watching it because I genuinely was falling asleep. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but that happened well, with the other movie as well. Well, well the like, other movie, I feel like I can accept, but this one I cannot. The other movie, the other movie, which the listeners will find out in like two weeks, what we're talking about. It's the first movie of Listener Submitted Month. Um, for those who are curious. Uh, the other movie was the first time I've ever watched one of our movies while I was like on the clock at work. Cause usually I'm just like, ah, now I'll watch it. Like I'll lay down with notes and I'll tell you what, man, having the excuse to have to look away for a couple minutes and like respond to emails made that viewing <laughs> a, a lot. E- oh God, <laughs> it made the viewing experience a lot easier because <laughs> holy shit. Like, I knew it was going to be bad, but my God, I wasn't prepared. But I also wrote more notes than I've ever written for anything. So I might really? have to start making that the new norm. Oh, yeah. But, like, we'll get into that. Uh, but, guys, thanks for checking out our re-rental. I just took a peek ahead to see what next month's re-rental is, and I am so excited. Uh, for those who want a hint, I'll say this. It's one of the first five things we ever did an episode on. Uh, so there you go. Oh, I'm actually Look excited. I don't know what it is, but I'll check Trello. Yeah, check our check our archives. He'll You'll finally see. check Trello. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for checking out this uh, weird experiment. Love you. Bye. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Okay, bye. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. 
Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 